Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how a pre-performance routine makes athletes perform better, how a panda's distinctive markings actually work as camouflage, and how babies are just as enriched from sign language as they are from spoken language. Let's satisfy some curiosity. How do elite athletes perform under all that pressure on their sport's greatest stage? Obviously, practice, physical training, and talent play into it. But according to a new study, so does a healthy dose of ritual. Michael Jordan, for instance, always took a certain stance and executed a designated number of dribbles and spins before shooting a free throw. Tennis champ Rafael Nadal has a complex set of game day rituals for on and off the court, ranging from the placement of his water bottle to how he prepares to serve. And if you're wondering, he tucks his hair behind his ear, pulls on his nose, and adjusts his shorts. Some suspect that Nadal has obsessive-compulsive disorder, while others believe he's attempting to psych out his opponents. He says it's for his psychological benefit, and the science backs him up. A pre-performance routine, as scientists call it, can have multiple elements. It may involve a physical action, like dribbling before a free throw or tapping the stick before a penalty shot in hockey. It could be mental, like when a gymnast visualizes themselves executing a challenging skill before they do it. Or it could be as simple as taking a few deep breaths. Sports psychologists regularly recommend pre-performance routines to their clients. And there's been some evidence that they work. But until now, there hasn't been a large study looking at many sports and athletes to really nail down whether a pre-performance routine is actually effective. That's why scientists at the University of Vienna gathered study data from 800 athletes across 15 different sports for a meta-analysis. They found that personal performance greatly improved once players started following a routine. They also outdid any competitors who didn't have any special rituals. And the effectiveness of any given routine remained, no matter what was involved or how long it took to learn. Pre-performance routines also prevailed regardless of the athlete's gender, age, skill level, sport, or the amount of pressure they faced. So why are pre-performance routines so effective? The researchers say they seem to reduce anxiety, increase feelings of control, and most of all, boost concentration and shut out distractions. Those are things any athlete can benefit from, no matter how silly their pre-performance routine might look. So basically, do whatever works. And nobody ever said this was just for athletes. So if you want to touch your nose and adjust your shorts before your next job interview, I won't judge. Giant pandas are incredible animals. If you get the chance to see one at the zoo, you might never forget it. But if you come across one in the wild, you might not see it in the first place. That's because their black and white fur works as an excellent camouflage. Now, I know what you're thinking. Most animals dress in shades of brown and black to hide from predators. And pandas seem to throw caution to the wind in favor of something a lot more flamboyant. But if you think stark black and white is the exact opposite of camouflage, and this next fact might surprise you, pandas aren't the only species sporting this color scheme. I mean, think about it. Skunks, zebras, orcas, and penguins all share similar shading. And believe it or not, all these animals are hard to spot in their environments. To find out how, a team of researchers from the University of Bristol studied photographs of giant pandas in the wild. These photos are hard to come by, 
and they reveal something fascinating about the panda's fur. One of the paper's authors wrote that he, quote, knew they were onto something, end quote, when he couldn't spot the panda among the trees in a photo. The black patches on the panda's body blend in with the shadows and the tree bark, while the white patches seem to disappear against the foliage and the snow. It's a striking pattern in a zoo enclosure, but a basically invisible one in the panda's natural habitat. The researchers used a color map technique that breaks down how similar colors are to each other in a photo. They found through this analysis that the giant panda blends in with its background just as well as any other camouflaged species. And this holds true whether it's seen through the eyes of a canine or a feline. Both of those are panda predators, and both have more limited color vision than we do. In addition to blending into the background, the researchers also tested for disruptive coloration, or the type of coloration that breaks up outlines from a distance so you can't make out the whole animal. And here again, the black and white of the panda's fur disrupts the panda's shape, kind of like the striped black and white dazzle camouflage used by warships during World War I. So, captive pandas might look like the zoo's fashionistas, but because we never see them in their natural habitat, it's tough to appreciate that all a panda wants to do is blend in. Talking to babies helps them thrive. I mean, there's evidence that low language exposure in the earliest days can lead to developmental delays. So where does that leave babies born deaf? A new study says that they're just fine, thank you, as long as their parents use sign language. Because sign language is just another language. This discovery is a big deal because kids with hearing loss or deafness born to hearing parents frequently experience those developmental delays I was talking about. As a result, doctors usually urge these parents to give their child surgically implanted hearing technology like a cochlear implant. But many in the deaf community take issue with this guidance because it implies that deafness is a medical disability that should be cured. Plus, it assumes that language is only spoken. Sign language is language, with its own distinct grammatical rules and dialects that vary throughout the world. It's a key component of deaf culture, along with the community's history and institutions like schools, sports, and art. The big problem with a lot of the existing research on this is that it's based on hearing couples with deaf children who are only exposed to spoken language, not sign language. This new study from the University of Connecticut included deaf children raised with American Sign Language, or ASL. A total of 123 participants between the ages of 3 and 7 years old were involved in the study. 46 had typical hearing, while 77 had some hearing loss or were deaf. Of the deaf and hard-of-hearing children, a third learned ASL from a deaf parent from birth, Another third learned ASL as toddlers, and the final third were only exposed to spoken English. Scientists surveyed the parents about their child's ability to follow multi-step instructions like go upstairs and get your shoes, and asked questions about issues with executive function or emotional outbursts. Whether it was spoken or signed, kids exposed to language later in life showed some developmental delays, just as expected. But... Those exposed to spoken or signed language from birth were on track for their age. Hopefully, this research will ease pressure on parents to pursue surgical implants for their children. 
And it's a good reminder that whether you're talking about English, Hindi, or Brazilian Sign Language, it's all language to our brains. Let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that athletes who use pre-performance routines, whether that's a complicated ritual like Michael Jordan's or a simple visualization exercise, perform better and tend to beat athletes who don't have a pre-performance routine. That's according to a meta-analysis that looked at data from 800 athletes across 15 different sports. It didn't matter how long the routine took to learn, the sport the athlete played, or even what kind of person they were. It just turns out that getting into the mental zone helps everybody, regardless of how you do it. My running ritual when I ran cross-country was always stand around hating every second when I was at the line before they shot off the gun to start the race. You just didn't like cross-country or you didn't like waiting? No, I didn't like the wait. You know what I mean? Like when it's our lineup, everybody. Okay, cool. You're in Illinois, so it's 25 degrees outside and you've got to run three <laughs> miles, but you've all just got to stand here. And then the team captain would be like, let's do strides, right? Because you got to stretch out your legs. Let's stride across the field. Yeah, I want to stride across the field before I run three miles in basically sub-zero weather. That's not what I want to do. That was never a thing that I wanted to do. And I just like, you know, you're jumping around, you got all the adrenaline going and you're just like standing there. Oh, it's excruciating. So, yeah. um, and then in those races that you have to pay for, sometimes you get a really annoying race announcer that you're just like, stop talking and <laughs> blow the whistle so we can go. I don't want to hear you anymore. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Good talk. And we learned that, believe it or not, a panda's distinctive black and white markings work as camouflage. A team of researchers studied photographs of giant pandas in the wild and found that these animals blend in with their environments just as well as any other camouflaged species. Their markings also help to break up their silhouette at a distance, which makes them harder to spot. I never would have guessed this. I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense that any animal would be able to blend in with their surroundings. But it's like, what surroundings is a panda going to blend in with? Like a checkerboard? What What's going on? But yeah, apparently... It works just fine. I felt the same way about the new age camouflage, you know, that the army uses where it's like, it looks like digital. It's all blocks of color. Sure. And, and you know, I always thought to myself like that, that looks, that looks so weird. How could that possibly work? And then on Reddit or somewhere I saw somebody posted a picture of like four soldiers in Afghanistan or somewhere like that, like kind of a desertish environment. And you couldn't see him. I mean, it really does work from far away. So sometimes it's like, the unintuitive stuff where you're like, oh, wow, that actually, that actually is pretty effective. We also learned that babies that aren't exposed to language from birth experience developmental delays, which is why doctors recommend that babies born deaf get cochlear implants right away so they can begin hearing speech ASAP as soon as possible. But that's based on the idea that all language is spoken. A new study of deaf babies exposed to sign language at birth has shown that they develop at the same pace as hearing babies because sign language is language, full stop. I can imagine the trouble with this if you're a hearing parent and you have a brand new baby and you didn't know that it was going to be born deaf and you're like, well, I want to expose it to sign language ASAP, but I don't know sign language. Like, what do you do? I guess you find a friend who knows sign language or you find a therapist who knows sign language and you immediately try to expose that newborn to sign language. But 
you know, that's not the same as having sign language always around you the way that spoken language is always around hearing babies. So it's tricky. It kind of makes me want to just like learn sign language just in case, just in case I need it. If I meet a deaf person or if I meet a deaf kid and I I need to communicate, I want to learn sign language. It really does, actually. Like, I kind of want to do it. Today's writers were Steffi Drucker and Cameron Duke. Curiosity Daily is distributed by Discovery. Here's a great pre-performance routine. Listen to Curiosity Daily. It doesn't take very long, right? And you can start right now. Just join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 